I feel like I need to chug this. All right, yeah, I'm like not fucked up at all. <laughs> I just want to talk about books all day. That's all I want to do. I totally agree. Yeah, well, we're waiting for it to Run out and buy it. Run out and buy it. Anything for us. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Vicky. <laughs> and I'm Jen. And this week is our drunk book club episode. Except the shoddies aren't too drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're not too drunk. But we are in person. <laughs> we are in person. And we're getting there. We've got our wine. Yep. The bottle's empty. It's all in the glasses now. It's yep. all up to the glasses. We just gotta, like, chug, you know? We Amen. We started um, drinking a little too late. Yeah. For sure. Had because a, Vicky actually got dinner. here late because traffic. Tra- it took me like an hour and a half to get here. That is insane. I was so mad the whole time. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that bridge and 275 is not it at this time during the weekday. I forgot. Forgot. You forgot how bad it is. I thought the traffic was going to be leaving Tampa. No. Because when I used to go to school... The traffic was always going to Tampa in the morning and then leaving Tampa after school. Now everyone's going everywhere. Why are people living in Tampa but, like, commuting? My sister does that. Why? People like living in St. Pete and working here. I hate it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. People are crazy. Um, that's going to be me driving from Southie up to you <laughs> when there's traffic. True. Very true, yeah. It's going to be a crime. And you're going to have to drive down to get an espresso martini. Also, ladies, if you're listening, I know the best place to get an espresso <laughs> martini. <laughs> Not to flex, but... I've been I've been flexing that. So I've been telling the shoddies that I have an espresso machine. And Period. I'm like, I can make an espresso martini. Damn. So wait, can you actually? Yeah. Okay, like, can I have one? Yeah. <laughs> period so wait how do you make an espresso martini so there's a few different ways okay but the best places you could tell they use actual espresso because it gets like the crema like the foam on top Mm -hmm. but some places use like a cold brew concentrate or like an espresso concentrate which you could just like taste yeah that's like not the same it's not like a fresh espresso it's not the vibe Mm -mm. because doesn't an espresso shot die Yes. 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 Yes, I do know this. I don't know what that means, but I know this. An espresso shot has like 15 seconds to hit something else. Otherwise, it dies. What the fuck does that mean? And it gets bitter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you taste the difference? Yes. So there's three levels in an espresso shot. There's the crema, which is the yummy foam on top. Okay. There's the heart and then the body or it's like the body and then the heart so if you look at an espresso shot that's like fresh you can see all three distinct mm-hmm. but in like 15 seconds when a shot dies it turns all black wow i don't really know the science of like what happens wow. but it can we get a woman in stem to come bitter. on the podcast right now? <laughs> that's pretty crazy it's instantly bitter and i could taste like if i go to starbucks i know if my shot died before they like put it are in. you joking Anyway. Is that why it tastes really good sometimes? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, because I always get like three shots of espresso over ice with two pumps of white mocha and sweet cream cold foam. And sometimes it tastes like way better than others and like frothier. Mm-hmm. Is that why? So how you're supposed to make it is you put 
the white mocha like in the cup yeah and then you pour the shot directly into the cup with the white mocha in it so instantly it like hits something so it's not gonna die and then you like put the ice in put the milk in whatever but some people pour into like the shot glass and then dump it into a cup and usually like if they're super busy like the shot just sits there and it dies but it literally takes 15 seconds so I don't like blame them. Oh my god. So when you worked at Starbucks, did you let people's shots die? (laughs) (laughs) Vicky's getting exposed tonight on the podcast. Okay. If we were in like a super rush, and but usually like if you're in a rush, you're making drinks so fast, so like the shot doesn't really have time to die because you're like, oh my gosh, like I gotta put it in something, yeah. But if I'm, like, jumping around from, like, hot bar to cold bar, by the time I get back, sometimes the shot will be dead. But if we're busy, I'm, like, I'm so sorry. Even if you're busy, you can tell if it's dead or not? hmm Wow, you have, like, a whole host of skills. This actually is a skill you should be flexing. Like, this if is you, a real thing. Okay, so when you come visit, I'm going to make you an espresso shot. I'm going to make you two. I'm going to let one die. And you'll be, I'll let I'm you taste so it excited. so you know. So I have a Mr. Coffee espresso machine. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never used it. <laughs> I'm sure it's not the same at all. How much was yours? So it was a birthday gift. Okay. That I kept in the divorce. Yeah, <laughs> but, period. Um, <laughs> it was, I think it was like three, four hundred dollars. Okay, I thought you were going to say three or four thousand dollars. No, like, which I think is worth it. Because I make coffee every morning. Okay. But anyway, an espresso martini. <laughs> espresso martini. An espresso shot, or like I do a, a okay. double shot. And then it's um, a shot of vodka. And then um, Kahlua. Okay. A shot of Kahlua. And then some people put Baileys in it, which is like a cream. I don't put Baileys in it, but. Okay, so why not? Do. Because I like my coffee black, so I also like my espresso martini, like, black. You like black coffee? hmm Okay. But um, it, with the Baileys, it is good. But sometimes it's just, like, too strong. Too strong, like, alcohol-wise? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's literally <sighs> just three alcohol, types of alcohol and, and then espresso. a small espresso. And do you put the bean on there, like an artist? Yeah, you have to. Oh, my God. I would like to have one. Three beans. Three beans. Three beans. Oh my god! Do you have a special glass that you put it in? No. Okay. Well, you need to get a glass because this sounds. Yeah, this sounds like really artistic, and Mm -hmm. I feel like you can't be putting this in some kind of mug. That's just embarrassing. Especially if you are going to serve it it to shoddies. Glass that I stole from a brewery. (laughs) No, like that. You can't be doing that anymore. You need to get a martini glass. They have them at like the dollar store. I saw some at Urban Outfitters that were, like, blue and, like, the cup, like, with my water in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but blue. Mm. But an espresso. Yeah. It's a martini. Should we talk about the book? Maybe we should. (laughs) We've been talking about espresso shots for, how long have you been recording? Mm, 12 minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it was all about, like, how doesn't we know if an espresso (laughs) bean died? I feel like that's how you can tell that we've been drinking just a little bit. Maybe we are ready for this episode. Maybe I am a little bit just warming up. Okay, so I have a lot to say. I just fucked up this rug. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have a lot to say about this book. Wait, I just want to start off by saying, 
So every time I've recommended Six of Crows and like cried to you about reading it, you're always like, I started it, didn't like it, boring, blah, blah, blah. I was so nervous because I feel like both of us, like we haven't been in a slump, yeah. but we've just been so busy. We yes, haven't been reading. Exactly. And I knew both of us, like <laughs> I didn't have much pressure because I'm like, I read this. If I don't read it again, I it's still will know. Yeah. But I knew you needed to read it. <laughs> and I was so nervous. You were going to force feed it to yourself that you were going to hate it. Yeah. Okay, so this is, like, what Vicky is explaining. So, basically, I just have not been able to read. So, this is what happens when I read. One, I just either, like, can't focus on the book because my mind is somewhere else. Like, especially just with the move and everything, I've been, like, really stressed. So, it'll just be, like, oh, I can't read right now. I need to, like, pack and, like, find all this shit and all this stuff. And so, then, either that or I fall asleep instantly. Like, it is, like, this really (laughs) weird phenomenon lately where I have been opening a book and falling asleep. And it's not like the book is ever boring or anything like that. But especially if I'm, like, laying down on the couch reading a book, I'm instantly asleep and I wake up and I haven't read anything. And, like, I don't even know exactly, like, how it happened or how I got in that situation. But I will wake up and have fallen asleep. So I really started Six of Crows, like, about two days ago. Same. (laughs) Because eventually I was like, holy shit, Jen, this is going to be so embarrassing because it's like, we don't have a fallback episode for this. Mm -hmm. Like, there's literally nothing we could do. And then also, like, you're here in person. So, like, what are we going to do? Just sit here and stare at each other? Like, it would just be so embarrassing. (laughs) Like, I really needed to read it. So I was like, Jen, you need to focus. So I just put my metal pedal to the metal. And I think that this was a really good book to read because I, like, was really into the story. Like, I'm once so I got happy. into it, I was really into it. And so it was something that even though I wasn't really in the right reading headspace, mm-hmm. I was still able to, like, kind of, like, force myself to get into it. I was so nervous you wouldn't. And you would have just kept reading. But so what is the difference? Like, did it take you less time to get into it than last time you read it or okay like so I why feel like, do you think you liked it more this time i feel like i just didn't okay so i feel like i didn't know if i was gonna like it or not so i didn't know if it would be worth it in the end because sometimes like i feel like it can start off so and like this is one of that's like you have to really care about the characters mm-hmm. because like otherwise it's just like they're stealing something i don't give a shit mm-hmm. but i didn't care about the characters enough to like stick it through and like see them developed more but like this time i fell in love with all of the characters i love them i love, them. I love like, every single every love single them. one <laughs> i just am obsessed with them and so this time i kind of went into it more like for the characters and i feel like before i went into it thinking like it was going to be a fun plot like mm-hmm. a fun like fantasy book and to me like it wasn't so much about the plot i feel like the world building in this one is insane super good oh yeah but the plot like isn't totally there for me it's like a lot of like action or like planning and like plotting kind of things which like i can get kind of bored of pretty fast but the character development and the world building were so good and i feel like i warned you about that too i was like i don't think the plot takes place until literally like 20 chapters in or something it's like an insane it's insane but i think what she does so well is that like so there's six point of views yes and then the point of view sometimes they'll be cut up like past and present yes so while you're like in the present like you're listening to kaz like yell at jasper mm-hmm. or whatever and then all of a sudden it flashes back to him in the and past his brother. so you're like 
forced to care about them because you know their backstory yeah because once finishing it i realized like i feel like i know all of them because i learned so much about their past and like the way that they were raised like i know how all six of those characters were raised i know their family trauma like i I know know. everything about them and i just loved it and i feel like to combine that with any sort of plot even if it wasn't the plottiest Mm -hmm. plot of all time was like really impressive to do like to have that kind of like backstory to the characters and also have like a huge heist going on like yeah. i really don't know how that was accomplished like, like that was she really did impressive so good just like squeezing it into the present and just being it was literally could be like two paragraphs of the past yes and but, then instantly it jumped back to the present so she forced you to care about these characters to see their character development to see where they came from but then like also made it so seamless that you weren't like okay they're in this heist wait why are we like 10 years in the past like what you were always just like like, instantly like it was such a seamless like it was so good and then like another thing that i felt like i really liked wait i totally lost where my (laughs) thought was going (laughs) i started that sentence and i had no idea where it was going when he's like sometimes i just start a sentence and i hope it finds its way (laughs) i remember i was gonna say all six perspectives felt like really unique and different yeah which i feel like is sometimes hard to do because Mm -hmm. it's like um even um what's the book i just read the children of blood and bone there were some people who complained that like the two women like the two female characters chapters like felt really similar similar. and like honestly they kind of did like it didn't really take away from the book for me but it was like kind of like being in the same person's head like sure they came from different backgrounds but like the way they thought about things and the way they acted was like the same but you could read one page of any like Mm -hmm. open the book you could read a page and you'd know like whose perspective you were in like immediately Because, like, every single character was so different. different. Their motivations were different. The way they spoke was different. Their internal dialogue and the things that they worry about is different. Mm -hmm. Like, everything. Yeah, if you, like, covered up the first page that said, like, whose chapter it was going to be, I I could always guess. guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that. The only thing that I... So, I get so torn because I feel like when anyone is, like, gay or not white... I don't think it should be made a big deal. Yeah. I think it should be just be natural. Like, yeah. every book should have this stuff, mm-hmm. and you don't need to point it out. Like, you don't need to announce when someone's gay, because it's like, we don't announce when someone's straight. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to announce, like, when someone's black, because you don't yeah. announce when someone's white. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like, like, with the LGBTQ part of it, mm-hmm. it was, like, really nice mm-hmm. how, like, Jesper's gay. Yeah. But she didn't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. It was just a thing like everyone knew like he was flirting with waylon but he's also black and i i don't even think i got right wait how do you know that because i saw fan art after i read it and i went back and it's in his chapter where it's like but all it says is he's like it i don't even think it says like dark skin i think it describes his skin as like coffee or something like you know what i mean and i'm like call him black like yeah. i hate when authors describe characters like did jk rowling try to go latte. back and say that she was like intended for hermione to be black yeah yeah and like that shit's so annoying like no you didn't like at that point i feel like you're lying like, and I, just trying to like get, add representation when it comes to someone's skin color you shouldn't be like oh coffee latte like yeah say they're black like why yeah. are you trying to use like adjectives that 
like it no doesn't it's matter. like and it's in a different way than you would if the character was white because it's like in a character in a book with like white people and it, it's like oh they're white and then later on like it'll be like oh like the sun is out and like you can see like their skin's like really pale in the sun or something yeah. like it's like something that comes up naturally but it's like first off it's just explained that like they're white but when but it's like pale is like yeah. a descriptor like, yeah it's never a descriptor you would never it's just look like at they're like hiding like, it's like your weird. skin's latte like, <laughs> like no. what so i think that's one of the like faults in the book yeah. is that you don't know. yeah i didn't even get that before you told me that and inez is i know she's shoe but i don't know like i think that's what that's supposed to be like almost indian yeah is like what it is um and then i think nina's white um mateus is white kaz is white yeah mateus i was getting like norwegian vibes yeah yeah is that like what I'm russian supposed to be? almost yeah, yeah. like a big, i was thinking like, like swedish I was I pictured um Crumb, Victor Crumb. <laughs> like that is not I was picturing like the guy from Frozen. Sven. Wait, no, oh is that the reindeer? God, no, no, that's the reindeer. Picture that... Victor Crumb. No, Wait, I was not picturing up, that at all. Can you look up the um the fan art though? Because Wait, who is what's his name again? Matthias? Yeah, but look up Jesper. Oh, okay. I accidentally put my phone in like black and white. Wait, never mind. Olive. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> Look at this one. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, I just found something really, really funny. Good, I'm gonna add like, it to fan that. art though. Okay, well the one I found was trash, but Oh, I I see what you're saying. It's hard to even guess who these people are. I'm like so confused. Like I feel like she just didn't do them justice with Yeah. So I feel like this is a good one. That's kinda how you pictured Mateus. Yeah, that is how I pictured Mateus. Okay, but look at Jesper and Inez, like, she doesn't describe them that way in the book, like, that strongly in the book. Like, I think it's okay when a character is gay to just make it, like, just let it be. Yeah. Casually. Which is, like, what she should have done with Like, you don't need to be, like, Jesper's gay. I love them so much. But she didn't describe the characters, like, how they look. Mm Mm-mm. Very interesting. I kept picturing Kaz, like, I don't know, like, as, like, Neville from iCarly. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so you haven't seen the Netflix show? So I think I did. I think I saw one episode of it. Does okay. he look like Neville from iCarly? No. He is so cute. Wait, really? Oh, my God. Wait, okay. What is it? What's Shadow it and Bone? Yeah. So did Shadow and Bone come out first, and have you read it? I have not read it because I heard it's, like, not as great. Okay. But. This man looks like Neville Paperman. No. Cass. Yes, yes, Freddie yes. Carter. Yeah, he looks like Neville Paperman. This looks like Neville Paperman. But look at Inez. Tell me that's not. No, like I liked perfect, Inez. Like, just the perfect character to play her. Yeah, no, I think so, that was perfect casting. To, like, put it into perspective for you. They look so they're so cute. I love them together. So, Shadow and Bone came out first. Okay. But, so remember when um, 
Nina flashbacks to the scene where her and Mateus are in the cabin together. Yes. That happens in Shadow and Bone. Where basically, like, she saves his life. Mm -hmm. And then they're, like, traveling to go somewhere or something. Like, because the the ship crashes. Yes. And then they find that cabin. Yes. And she, like, keeps him warm because she's a heart renderer. So she, like... Or she's... Is she a heart... She's not a heart render. She's something, though. She's, like, a... But she could, like, yes, your pulse regulate, like, anything. Their, yeah. Um, so she was, like, keeping him warm by, like, making his pulse higher. And that cabin scene is in Shadow and Bone. So from... I haven't read it, but I think... Because Sha- we know he's been in the jail for, like, a year. So Shadow and Bone has to happen, like, a year prior. Okay. But they're all in it. The crows are in it damn it's good so now that you've like read the book i'm kind of obsessed i like, can't wait i'm kind of obsessed it's Shut so up. i good. cannot it's, wait to read it Crooked is Kingdom. even better really yes. i'm crying i can't wait so it's like the same six that are like they have perspectives again yeah so Kingdom. the way it ended that it like instantly like picks, picks up. up right there which do you like how it ended okay so uh, let me let me recap should we go over the plot real quick like for our viewers (coughs) listen listeners um yeah sure okay Okay. so (laughs) i'll just tell you what i think happened because like i have a really bad memory so this is what i remember so basically kaz wants revenge on pekka rollins because pekka rollins pretended to be a guy Mm -hmm. and he scammed him and his brother out of a lot of money and then his brother died of like the plague Mm -hmm. but this wasn't like directly caused by this guy it's just they no longer had money yeah so he just like kind of blames him so that's like his overall plan and basically then he go he gets like taken off the streets by this guy who offers him money to go break into a very secure palace or something Mm -hmm. like a court palace Mm -hmm. and says if you get this guy out and come back i'll give you like 30 million dollars or something like some ridiculous amount of money and so but he's trying to get the guy out because the guy invented some kind of like drug that can make the magical people the grisha Mm -hmm. like have like more extreme powers yes but it's like lethal yes okay yes because nina took it and that was drama Okay, so we'll get there. But yes, so he he tells Kaz, like, if you can just get this guy out who, like, invented this drug and bring him back to me, I will give you, like, $30 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, really difficult to do because it's basically, like, super secure and, like, impossible. So he assembles, like, an elite team to go. Mm-hmm. And that's the six crows. And that's, like, whose perspectives are in the book. So we have Jesper and Wylan. Mm-hmm. Jesper is just like his trusted guy he's like a sharpshooter and then later on it's revealed that he is actually a grisha and has like a secret power too yeah so i would say jasper is like kaz's like second yeah 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 well besides Besides but like but yeah and so then he is kind of like paired off with wylan and they Mm -hmm. have like a romantic connection and wylan is basically there because he's like um what's it called a hostage because mm-hmm. he's the guy who offered kaz the money his son yeah Vanek. so they have kind of a romantic thing forming it's very new yeah and it's kind of like i don't know bantery you know they're not sure about each other yeah. at the beginning kind of thing. like it literally was so they flirted the whole book and then at the end of the book um jesper makes a comment like oh you pick up girls with that and he was like 
And just Wylan girls. was like, just girls. Oh, yeah. And then you were like, oh. Ooh, and then he was like, if we get out of here tonight, I'm going to kiss you or yes. something. Oh, that was so <laughs> cute. So those are two of the crows. And then the next two would be Kaz and Inej. They're also kind of paired off together. Yes. And she is like his right wearing wing woman kind of thing they're yeah. very very close best friends some would say such a simp for her he's Kaz so is in love with simp. her bro the scene oh. where they described where he was like i was watching her in the window and she was feeding the crows and i told her don't feed the crows and then she turned around and when she turned around i instantly forgot what i had to say because the light from the window was shining on her and her hair was glowing and i'd never seen anything so beautiful i cried i like teared up at that moment but when nina said every time i could hear kaz's heart when he looks at you inez it's like he's never seen you before. Every time he looks at her, his, his heart, heart. Like, skips a beat. And it's like so pure because it's like has like is just this really like tough guy persona. Like he doesn't give a shit I about anyone. Ah, their relationship is so cute. And Inez is like so soft, you know? Like know. it's like she's trying to be this like wraith she's and she's trying to be like a dangerous though. woman. And she is a badass. But at the same time she's also really soft and he talks about how he like heard her sobbing when like she killed her first person, mm-hmm. which like, you know, makes sense. You know, that's like really troubling. Yeah. But so those are the next two and then the last two are nina and Mateus, who have like a definite enemies to lovers thing because mm-hmm. Mateus or matthias whatever he grew up trained to like kill the grisha in like some military thing and nina is a grisha she does whatever you said with like the pulses and stuff like she's kind of like a healer type person i don't mm-hmm. know and so they're paired off because they had like a special bond previously which it like flashes back to but then he thinks that she betrayed him she yeah. it turns out she actually like didn't mean to betray him and now they're like so working it's like on things. enemies to lovers to, to enemies, enemies to, to lovers, lovers. <laughs> yes and i love nothing more than that i love a good enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers <laughs> don't we all <laughs> and then at the end you think they're back to enemies because you think that oh. was like ooh, plot twist i was like how mad were you how mad. really mad because like i trusted him and you i were trusted like, this him son of a bitch yeah, and then i was like oh i shouldn't have doubted you bro i shouldn't have doubted you i didn't doubt you for a second <laughs> i but knew I, you were real from the I, beginning i knew you were a real one but yeah i didn't know he was a real one i did doubt him i won't cap with you guys <laughs> so those are the six crows they're going on this heist have you seen oceans 11 yes it's that basically is what, that oceans is 11 is, it's yes. literally oceans 11 they're trying to break in and break the guy out who made the drugs so then at the end they get back and they say hey here we got you the drugs or the guy who makes the drugs son right because mm-hmm. the actual the guy, guy died, died of, like, but the son attack. thinks he can recreate it or something yes. so they're like we brought you his son and he's like okay cool but haha i actually never worked with the government bam so then what happens like inej gets taken somehow right yes so um basically they go to take the son that knows how to make the drug but nina who took the drug and Mm. now has like superpowers was able to disguise wylan as the son yes um and so he was like ha 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 like i have the son and then kaz was like do you really are you sure that's the son and then um it's revealed. wait can i cut in yes there is this scene in super <laughs> mario brothers have you ever played super mario brothers yes okay so when you get to the final world you finally reach princess peach 
Yeah. And then she turns around and it turns out that she's like someone else disguised as Princess Peach. And <laughs> like it's like is. this is literally the, is. I couldn't stop thinking about it when I was watching this. I was like, <laughs> I literally saw this in Super Mario Brothers. Like yeah. this is like no, cut word for word. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So yes. So um Van Eck, who is the guy that like made this whole told, deal made this whole deal to happen. Um he blew up the ship and uh kaz was like well no that's not the son that's actually your son that's wyland and <laughs> oh, no, so reversed. van <laughs> no, reversed. and van eck was like was the son on the ship that i just blew up and kaz was like you he, better pay me he, and i'll tell you <laughs> i'll tell, tell you, you. you um and so van eck got super mad and oh he was he said kill everyone but kaz but oh kaz yes the scene up his eyes he looked at inez because he's in love with inez and wants to protect her and van eck caught him looking at inez and he said hold up don't kill everyone take inez so they fucking take her yeah and kaz is heartbroken and he's like but so he still knows where the sun is right so he still has that power right yes so we at this moment when the book ends we obviously kaz like suspected he would blow up the ship or something yeah so we don't know where he put them or like how he put them somewhere so but who else is missing nina, nina. and matthias um where's matthias in all this yes i think it's nina, nina matthias and the son kuwe yeah kuwe yeah so the three of them are were, in were some undisclosed ship, location. Hid them somewhere that they did not blow Inez up. Inez has ship. been taken. Inez is taken. And then Jasper, Kaz are still like good to go. Yes. Wow, this is literally like Super Mario. And then Crooked Kingdom literally picks up that last page. And so at the very end, for you guys who are listening in right now, there's a chapter from Pekka Rollins' perspective, oh. which was really tea. And he's basically, like, kind of has this, like, grudging, begrudging respect for Kaz, where he's like, shit, like, if Van Eck doesn't end up killing this kid, like, I'm probably gonna have to. This yeah. kid is, like, really legit. He's scheming. And Kaz there's, like, this so one- smart. I like, know. Half of the shit that happened, I'm like... It's Ocean's how Eleven did type Kaz shit. think of that? Mm-hmm. Genius. Like, knowing to switch the kid, like, that's genius. I know. To disguise him and then switch him. And then, say like, knowing Van Eck would blow up the ship, so he puts them somewhere else... Tea. so smart yeah so i really loved it it was so good oh i, I also this there, there was another thing that i wanted to talk about which was this just that, like i feel like it's a recurring thing where we always talk about like romance and fantasy mm-hmm. i feel like she did it so well she did a good job so because it's not like very heavy or upfront like no even with jesper and wyland it's flirting Banter. you're not even really sure if they're like both gay yeah but you for can, a while like, yeah like again Most nothing is said it's not like they come out straight with yeah. it um so yeah come most of the book it's it. just <laughs> um, anyway um so that's like very minimal and then you could tell inez and kaz like each other but 
obviously neither of them are acting on it. Mm-hmm. But There's when so she says much drama, you will have me without armor, or you will not have me at all. That was intense. I okay. So to be honest, here's my take on the whole thing. I think she needs to give him some more credit. You know, like I feel like she's being a bit too harsh on him, and I understand like where she's coming from and everything. But are you saying that because you know Kaz's backstory? Yeah, because she doesn't. Yes, I am saying that because I know Kaz's right, backstory. But Inez knows nothing. Mm, shut up, Vicky. Stop making good points. But she doesn't know his backstory. Like literally, I know. she just found out his brother died yeah okay but like sometimes do you just see people acting a certain way and you just assume that they have trauma oh yeah because i would just assume that obviously he has some kind of like trauma which i think like yes inez should be like obviously like and i think she does to an extent be like obviously kaz has some trauma, but that doesn't mean she has to be with him she needs to let him like plow through her boundaries yes like, exactly if she needs someone that will love her without fucking leather gloves then yeah. just because kaz has been through trauma doesn't mean she, she needs has to, be with to him. accept him yeah like that's she has fair. her needs too that's fair but, but i just love uh, him so much and like it's one of those things where like we talk about like relationships and books and like i'm like yeah like maybe that's a little toxic i just don't give a shit and i want them to be together <laughs> but easily like oh, my favorite like friends to lovers yes absolutely if them. you don't love friends to lovers maybe you should go read six of crows and it'll change your mind there's just something so pure about like them both being really guarded and like just having those boundaries broken so down like so slowly and over like, time yes. it's like so beautiful because he just talks about all the times so, that like she saw him in his room without his gloves on like she yeah. was there just in the background while he was eating lunch like they were just eating lunch together and like I feel like he needed someone like and that. And they're both only like, 17, which is crazy. No, these are my adults. These are adults. Right? You Like, when I read about them, I refuse to believe. Like, every time they're like, she's 16, he's 17. I'm like, no. Y'all are both, like, 25. <laughs> They've probably been through shit, like, enough shit to be 25, though, yeah. honest to God. So, do you think... Because you like to put space in between your series are we gonna read (laughs) crooked kingdom soon or are we gonna wait i'm probably gonna wait oh my god i'm probably gonna (laughs) i'm just being honest um if it were to appear in front of me i might read it but do you not own it no i don't own it so like if i had it i would maybe consider reading it but i don't have it but i do have fuck ton of other books like okay. literally look at okay, this, this it doesn't count towards your budget <laughs> i've literally been looking for it this whole time i'm like where is it oh yeah no i don't have it but i only had six of crows. so my friend is actually borrowing six of crows and he has been borrowing it like i know he'll give it back but yeah. he's been borrowing it forever um but i have the paperbacks and i'm thinking just gonna buy the hardcovers because i really love this book yeah that's fair but also they came out with like special edition hardcovers that are like gold okay shit maybe i'll just buy both of those <laughs> wait let me look let up. me look it up because okay what if i just bought it right now i would really like the hardcover am i gonna do a bad thing no 
It doesn't count. Oh. Wait, tell me what you're searching. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's this one. It's the collector's edition. So it doesn't come with... It's a hardcover, but it doesn't come with a book sleeve. Wait, where do you find that? It's on Amazon right now. But look. But I don't see it's it. It's sprayed edges. And there's one of the other book, too. Look at that. Yes. Oh, I see it. So Crooked Kingdom is the gold one. But that is so much money, Vicky. Okay, I sprayed get edges. That is really pretty. It's 20 bucks. What do you mean? That is a lot of money. It's $20 each. But also, okay, but the hardcover of Crooked Kingdom is 15. Think about that. So I would basically I mean the paperback is 10. Not that you like <laughs> care to have your series matched. <laughs> How dare you say that to me? <laughs> okay what if i just did it right now i literally had my first day of work today yeah i didn't get paid in like two weeks no i'm actually getting paid the 28th wow because i get paid the 15th and last day of every month interesting yeah that's like a real corporate job yeah no like i met with hr okay look Both How of beautiful them. are they? I love Six of Crows. Like I'm a Six okay. of Crows stand. Okay, so you have to rate it for the fans. For Run the out listeners. and buy it. Run out and buy it. You knew it was coming. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I really loved it, guys. I'm really glad that we picked this as our I'm book this so month. Happy. I don't know if I would have been able to get through any other book. And I know that this one was like 450 pages. So yeah. that sounds kind of crazy to say, like, oh, this is the only book I was able to get through. It kind of went by really fast. Like, it I does. literally read it on the plane, I told yeah, you. That's insane. I <sighs> loved it. I, I loved this book it. so much. I hope you read Crooked Kingdom soon. I will do my best. I think, and that's the thing, like, I always tell people, I personally think Six of Crows is so good. A lot of people don't, though. But Crooked Kingdom. So does the plot improve? Seeds would you say the plot improves the character development improves that's impossible obviously there's like no more world building but like there's the action starts right away i'm so excited kind of like wasn't the sequel to fable like that or something am i making that up or no i think it was just fable itself where the action started right away like when you get into the book and it's just like like bam from page page one it's like she's running and she's like racing against that guy and she's diving and it was crazy i'm so excited another thing that i also loved about this book was that they all have like really interesting relationships like with one another as well Mm -hmm. like not just with like their romantic partner or whatever but just like matthias and kaz have a really would, weird relationship like he hates him but they like the respect the each book, other yeah like they have like, this like weird respect mm, for we're each kind other of friends like he calls him demon but at the end yeah. it's like kind of in like a loving way like it's kind of like a bromance kind of no thing. he was like what are you scheming demon and it's like <laughs> oh. it's so cute because it's like i love seeing all of the interpersonal relationships between yeah. them and i feel like the author didn't like gloss over those in a lot of other ways and like I just really liked that. Like, I think the six of them are, like, such a good group. Such a good... Just group yeah. of characters. Do you think oh. that Jesper has, like, a crush on Kaz or, like, did in the past? Because I no. felt like that kind of, like, 
sometimes when he was talking about how he was jealous of ne- of Inej, I wasn't sure if it was just in a, like, I'm jealous that he's putting his faith in her kind of way, or I'm, I'm in a jealous, like, a... Because there was one Jasper time, seems like he likes the nerdy boys, like yeah. that, like aren't very strong and stuff. Like, I think he gives me like top energy. So <laughs> yeah, I guess he needs that's a true. bottom, and I Kaz also, is not I, that. <laughs> that like makes a lot of sense, but I feel like maybe he doesn't like know that he needs that because I feel like at yeah. one point there was a scene where he was like. I can't believe I got to see Kaz, like, naked, and I wasn't even focused on it because he was, like, distracted <laughs> by something. So, I mean, I feel like maybe it's just, like, a little crush. Like, just, like, a yeah. like a, yeah. a little attraction kind yeah. of thing. Because, yeah, mean, he would say things a, a lot guy. about how he was jealous of, like, Inej and their relationship, but I feel like it kind of was more of, a, like, uh, how much they trust each other. Yeah. Thing. More so Because he it. doesn't, like, fully trust Jesper. No. Oh, my that God. End that end. That end. Bro, when he said, I don't think I could ever fully trust Jesper again, he said that. He said, I could never fully trust him again. Do they repair that in Crooked Kingdom? Like, I need to know. Y'all have to read. I feel like Kaz just, like, isn't the forgiving type. Like, I kind of feel like he can't. You'll have to read it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because Kaz even says, like, I know that Jesper made a mistake and, like, whatever the fuck he did. But at the same time, like, I don't think I'll ever be able to trust him. And I was like, shit. T. I know. Oh, but it was so good. So... Is that the episode? Yeah, that's the episode, guys. We're done. (laughs) I feel Um, like it's a bit shorter than usual, but... It was. We just kind of fangirled about this book. It was yeah, so but good. that's fair. Loved it. Run out and buy it. This was a really good book club pick to talk about. I feel like yeah, I loved it. I feel like a lot of you guys probably have read it because I feel like it was really big my first year on Bookstar. It was really big when I was in high school. Like I think that's when I really? bought it. Interesting. I think. When did this I book think, come out? I don't know, but I like because I've had this copy forever. I heard a lot about it literally like within two to three months of being on booksta and then shadow and bone came out so it like came back yeah that brought it back but if you had yeah, not it came watched out in 2015 bone, so i was a sophomore in high school so that was okay, when i bought I was it in college so. <laughs> oh yeah <because laughs> that makes grandma, sense first grandma joke of the episode that makes sense. um Oldie alert. watch shadow and bone so good it's and all I'm, about the creature though and then, like, a little, like, it slowly introduces the six. Okay. Very good, though. All right. All right. We'll well. be back again next month with a new book club pick. Next month, guys. We'll announce it soon. Yeah. We, we already know about the it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you want, like, follow, subscribe. We're at Anything Pros Pod on Instagram. I'm at Vicky's Bookshelf, Vicky with an I. And I'm at a Broke Bookworm. And we'll be back again next week with another in-person episode. Woo! Bye. Bye.